What's up? Week six is upon us. And with Aaron out trying to become the next Mr. Miyagi or whatever it is that he's doing over in the land of the rising sun, I am here to drive this ship again today. And I am once again joined by a good friend of the show, Andy Adams. What's happening, my friend? Welcome back. Thank you, Will. Didn't think I'd get asked back, but uh, good to be back. Absolutely. I think... Looking at the statistics, the episode that you were able to step in for is our highest rated ep on the year. Yeah, that's mostly probably me. Do you get multiple listens? Do you get statistics for that? <laughs> Just burning it through. I'm yeah. not quite sure how they work, but the, you have a bit of a following, it seems. I, I don't, I'm not sure where it's coming from, but I'm all about it. So the people like uh, our backwards and forwards. We've got great banter, I feel. Uh, they're on board with that. So uh, how's things going? What's been happening? Not much, not much. Um, no footy. No, that, it's that weird time of year. So that has I guess uh, I, I, before I, cricket starts, there's a bit of time for college football, I guess. And I like that. Yeah. I really like that. I, I have been meaning to hit you up, though. I need an update on our racehorse. For, so listeners out there are probably not aware, but the two of us are joint owners in uh, a racehorse. And we own say, a very, very small part of it. Correct. It's, it's part of the horseshoe, yeah. but uh, it's, it's an important part. So mm. I haven't heard much lately. What's happening? In well, it's space? alive. We got a photo the other day for the first time ever. Yeah, um, I did say that. I was going to put it as my uh, Facebook cover profile. Yeah. Is that a bit... Is that a bit... <laughs> yeah, let's, wait, let's, let's wait a little until... Okay. Let's wait till it gets to the track. Uh, update. Well, it's yet to run. It keeps getting sore shins whenever it does run. Um, but that's that's all part of it. Yeah, okay. That's it's all not, part. It's not, it's not what I want to hear. It's all the ups and downs of owning a racehorse. Yeah. It's all downs at the moment. But. Well, no, we got the lanyard. That came in the mail. That's true, yeah. So I feel pretty good yeah. about that. Okay, m- moving things uh, on from that. This episode, uh, we've got a few things few new things in store so i'm going to be introducing a new segment that i have dubbed the south pole so i'll give you a bit of a rundown on what that is done there yeah Yeah. it's 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 a good one uh we're going to have another look in at uh, future fantasy assets so it's it's timely that you're on board because the two of us played each other in fantasy on the weekend uh and we can go over who got up on that if you'd like don't need to no that's cool okay we we can skip over that uh and then we've obviously got our game previews Uh, i hope you've brought a good bold prediction to the table i have brilliant and then uh, we'll go back on the punt i'm going to make us some money this week uh, this is where I step in and go uh, play my role and say, will you? Or <laughs> yeah. And, unlikely? And no, or? But I feel like when you were around, we had uh, a good week. True. And true. it was that positivity that you brought that Aaron sorely lacks. So I'm kind of relying on you to, to bring right, that flavor. Right. I can do that. Brilliant. That's what I like to hear. Okay. So on that, let's move right into this new segment here. Uh, it's, it's the South Pole. So rather than the AP Pole, um, I'm calling this one the South Pole. Uh, South obviously referring to where we situate in relation to the equator. Got that. Uh, and this one here is an eight-team pole, uh, plus a few extra. But an, it's, it's essentially an eight-team pole, and, and the whole uh, premise of it is that I am trying to build out what I would think the final eight would look like in my desired scenario of an eight-team playoff. Yeah, you've been a big proponent of it. Currently, it's four. You want it to be eight, so this is all part of that. Correct. So in if, if I had my way and we did have eight... This is the this is how I would see it shaking out. So sure. right off the get go, just for our listeners at home, my uh, expectation with this poll is not it's the top t- eight teams are picked. No. You would have some qualifiers. So the conference champion of each uh, of the Power Five conferences would get an automatic berth in. So that's five spots locked up. Yep. You would also reserve one for the top group of five team. So whoever that may be. And, and that one would need to be adjudicated by a panel of people or whatever it is, similar system that they have now. Sure. So that would feel like six. And then you would have two at-large bids for the next best two and again they would debate that all of these would then also be slotted into seedings that would have to be uh debated but allow a great amount of uh you know discussion and and all that fun stuff yeah so of that i have provided my first eight as as well as two that have come out and it may not be the the popular line here, but this is what I'm going with. And I think when Aaron's on board, he's probably going to give me a bit of shit about this. Likely. 
Uh, but for now, we, we're going with it. And, you know, if you don't like it, I don't care, whatever. But it's got a bit more structure to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it, like you said, it allows for other teams to have a, to have a shot, you know, to aim for something. Correct, correct. And, and that's, I'm big on that. So when we get to the group of five things, we'll be able to talk about that. But leading things off, I have Ohio State as the number one team in the nation. I think they're the best at the moment. They've shown the most. I have them one and winning, representing the Big Ten as yep. the champion there. Number two, I have Auburn at the moment. So yeah, Alabama are right there with them. But Auburn has shown me a bit more at the moment. So I'm picking them as the conference championship as it stands right now. Okay. Uh, and then I have Bama at three, so right behind them. But they're as the your first. wild card, essentially. Exactly yeah. right. They're the first at-large bid, and I also slot them at three in the seedings. Uh, four, I have Clemson uh, as the ACC champion. Five, I have Oklahoma as the Big 12 champion. Uh, six, I have Wisconsin, so the second at-large team there. Okay. I, I have them slotted in at six. Yep. Seven, I have SMU. Uh, and then rounding it out is Washington as the Pac-12 champion. So SMU at seven. That is the top group of five team at the moment. Sure. You could certainly make an argument for Boise State. Uh, I think they're ranked higher in the AP poll at the moment, in at 16. They're also undefeated. Even UCF, very good football program if, if you're looking for that. But SMU as the 24-ranked team in at Seven. I have over the two teams that I have on the bubble outside of this in Georgia and Penn State. Yeah. Could you imagine the outcry yes. if at the end of the year uh, a team like SMU was making it into the playoff and someone like Georgia or Penn State wasn't? Yes, I could. Yeah. And, and that's kind of – there's a bit of a hole here, but what I – in general like about this concept is that we're securing one spot for half of the teams to have a shot at yeah so we've got 60 odd group of five sides and i want the top echelon of that to have something viable to fight for yeah that it makes sense and and like yeah georgia has a bigger fan base penn state has a bigger fan base but if i group up the top dozen teams we're probably looking at more interest and more around the game so that's my that's my position on it and i'm going to try and update this week to week from where we're at i'm sure when aaron gets on board he's going to try and have a, a bit more of a crack back at me i appreciate you not uh teeing i like the concept i mean it's one spot out of eight we're not giving you know we're not giving five of them correct correct so and, and one spot then you know if georgia and penn state want to make it Win your conference. Exactly right. And and that's the, the ultimate uh, argument that you can put up in this one is every Power 5 team has an opportunity to win their conference. So I love that concept and uh, we'll continue on with that one there. Sure. Okay, so next one, uh, let's go f- future fantasy studs. Here we go. So peak, my interest peaks here. It, it does. So so we're both fantasy football players ourselves. Uh, probably into it a little bit more than Big Kempy is. So this segment here, uh, I'm I'm trying to touch on a few players for listeners out there who might also follow the NFL and have fantasy teams themselves and want to know who are, who are guys that they should be looking out for to pick up in next year's draft, especially yep. when we start talking dynasty drafts. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the original episode we did, we, we ran through a number of players. This one, I'm, I'm kind of deep diving into a few more. So I've got one quarterback, one running back, and one wide receiver I'd like to touch on. Uh, and to lead it off, at the quarterback position, I have Jacob Eason. Washington. Washington. So he is a prototypical-sized lad, 6'5", 240 pounds, uh, big unit, and cannon of an arm. That's what they love in the NFL. Exactly right. I mean, he he is that prototypical NFL quarterback, or at least of 10 years ago. I think that model's changed a little bit with guys like Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Russell Wilson kind of breaking that mold. But he is what the old school brass really like the look of. He, he, He looks great in shorts out there slinging the ball. Yep. So he started his career at Georgia. Uh, as, as a freshman, he was a five-star, highly rated kid coming in. All right. Had quite a successful beginning to his career as well. So he you know, put up solid numbers, uh, went for over 2,000 yards passing, 16 to 8 touchdown ratio. Uh, did, did a great job and then got hurt, uh, got knocked out. And then Jake Fromm kind of took yep. over the starting job from him and just ran with it. He, right. was, he was never able to get it back. So... 
uh, in his second year from took the job after a, essentially what was like a game and a bit or a, a couple of games. So uh, Eason decided that's it, enough is enough. I'm moving elsewhere uh, and selected Washington as, as his program. So he sat out all of 2018. Right. Uh, and that was his redshirt year. Uh, and now this year as a junior, he is showing that talent that had him as the five-star kid. So he's looked really good this year so far. He's thrown for over 1,200 yards in the five games that they've played. Uh, he's had the 10 touchdowns and only the two interceptions. Um, and what's really shown out is his phenomenal arm talent. Like, there's there's no doubting that. He has that natural ability as a thrower. Uh, it's a really impressive physical skill set that not many other people in the country have got. Sure. So he can really rip it down the field. He's got that velocity and like he, he gets off on getting the ball from point A to point B as quickly as possible. Right. So, I mean, sometimes that has a downside. Sometimes there is a place for finesse yeah. and touch in, in the game. And yeah. the big knock on him at this stage is that it he needs the decision-making to speed up. Uh, he, he needs to take that next level. He needs to make his reads. He needs to get a little bit quicker in everything that he does. Yeah. So in terms of fantasy, he still is, you know, a huge range of outcomes. I'm talking, he could be Matthew Stafford. He could be a top pick with a rocket arm and put up over 4,000 yards in the NFL. Or he could be Christian Hackenberg, who, same deal, (laughs) five-star kid, huge arm, flamed out hard. Yeah. So I'm not willing to make a call either way on that at this stage, but he's certainly one to watch because through the the season if he can continue to show that that decision making is improving he'll be all over this and i think he could be an exciting one to be honest a lot of it probably is comes down to what team drafts him as well exactly there's, there's clearly some teams that are better at developing quarterbacks than others so. exactly and, and the situation you land in is so important yeah. like you feel for someone like josh rosen yeah yeah like the, the dude never had a chance no he, and, he could be a superstar could you imagine gardner Minshew in yeah. that situation like no one would even bat an eyelid it's no. only because rosen was drafted so highly but they would just kind of be like yeah he never had it dude looks like he's got it because he's kind of being put in a position to succeed yeah a lot of it comes down to that all right, running back position. This is where the bread and butter of fantasy football. This is where you make your gravy. Mm-hmm. Keyshawn Bourne out of Vanderbilt. So he is redshirt senior, which is strange at uh, the running back position. A lot of those boys try and get out as early as possible. Right, yeah. Okay. Uh, but he's had a, a bit of a, an odd career in that he started at Illinois and was quite successful there. Then probably didn't see the field as much. His freshman year, had a huge freshman year, didn't see the field as much as he would have liked in his sophomore year, so decided to transfer. And so just for me and the other listeners that maybe aren't all over this, if you transfer, you got to sit out of you? You do, yes. Okay. So the the ruling is yes, if you do. Uh, there are some kind of... Uh, exceptions to that rule. Yeah. So uh, one is if you've graduated your degree, okay. you can go as a graduate transfer. So the logic being, I've finished my four-year degree, now I'm going or going elsewhere to study post-grad yeah. and I don't want football preventing me from doing that. So I finished my studies, yeah. I don't have to sit out a year to go yeah. there, which I'm okay with. Yeah. You know, yeah. It promotes these time. guys doing their, their academic. Uh, and more often than not, at that end, it's not guys looking to go pro necessarily yeah, it's yeah. just guys who want to spend another year yep. um, so yeah I'm all for that then there are some hardship sure. waivers that like Justin Fields uh, there was a whole, whole bunch there but he is playing immediately after okay. being at Georgia last year okay um, so Keyshawn Vaughan uh, has moved over to Vanderbilt sat out a year and then last year he really lit things up so he, he had a massive year went for 1200 yards in the SEC at eight yards a carry had 12 touchdowns uh and was just a a phenomenal talent he he was a beast um and this wasn't you know at that lower level playing group of five stuff he was making nfl talent look silly with how he was running away from them running over them doing what he wanted and vandy aren't i mean what did he have much support? Or like? No, well, no, not really. So no. you're right. They're not a great team. They're, they're one of the, the weaker SEC sides. So 
he was able to lift them. And this year they've struggled a little bit, but it's it's not been through any of his fault. Like sure. he, he's not putting up those same numbers, but he's seeing stacked boxes because everyone knows he's a weapon. Yeah, exactly. He's still running at nearly six yards a carry uh, and has had four touchdowns through the four games that they've played so far. So still a good clip. Yeah. He's looking all right. And what what I really like about him is that he's quick to hit the hole. Like he'll he'll see it and then he'll burst through and he's able to maintain that pace in tight spaces which is what you like to see from a, a running back he also has that long speed so that when he hits that hole and yep. is able to wiggle out count. he goes uh, and that's really good from a fantasy standpoint one weakness is that he doesn't appear to be much of a pass catcher so last year uh, he only had the I think it was 13 catches on the year uh, and then his first year as a uh, rookie when he was at Illinois and starting a lot he had the 16 but neither of those are really high numbers so no. it kind of limits yeah, him especially a in, bit. A, in a passing NFL so exactly right you want you know that Christian McCaffrey Alvin yeah. Kamara type yeah. that is maybe he only had 60 yards on the ground but he also got 80 through the air yeah. it's, it's really helpful to see so certainly one that I'm going to have on the radar okay. come draft season All next right. year uh, wrapping this up um, is at the wide receiver position C.D. Lamb I like the name. Yeah, out of Oklahoma. Don't like the school. <laughs> uh, so he is uh, six foot three, hundred ninety pound, like lanky receiver. He, yeah. He's he's got that height, and he has been uber productive there. So people, obviously, uh, Marquise Hollywood Brown was, I think, the first. Uh, wide receiver drafted in last year's class to Baltimore and it's widely regarded in a lot of circles that CeeDee Lamb's a better receiver okay so that just talks about the talent that we've got on the table here he's played uh, three years at Oklahoma and been on the field a lot from the get-go as a freshman he had uh, over 800 yards receiving and seven touchdowns last year as a sophomore he went for nearly 1200 yards uh, and both of those are at 17 yard average per catch which is just insane uh, and then this year is the numbers are just unreal at the moment so uh 400 yards an average of 25 I was, say, I was trying to work out that average just off the top of my head 25.9 uh, yeah that's it's quarter of the field every time he catches yeah. it uh, and six touchdowns so he he is having himself a year and what it what it is with him it's it's not that super straight line speed like he's not that phenomenal athlete that you see maybe obj or some of those yeah. other guys are what he can do is track the ball in the air unlike anyone else like he has that exceptional talent of being able to read it and contort his body and high point it or position himself where he can make a catch and that's yeah essentially the only outcome that can happen he's a big target and and it's a great uh asset to have and i think it'll translate well into the nfl because well, everyone's quick in the nfl really, exactly right so exactly right. a point of difference and, and, and it's not like he's slow like it's not it's going to yeah. be an issue for him he's quick he's just not deshaun jackson sure. quick but he can win one-on-one and i think he has uh certainly a great future ahead of him so uh, the last one in this one that i think is worth watching out for very good all right then, mate. Let's move on to the game previews yep. now. Yep, let's get into get it. Get into the meat of things. So I might get you to run through these games and we can bounce a th- few things off of each other. Yep, I'll get your thoughts. Um, all right, first game we've got uh, is Saturday morning, uh, 9.30 our time in Australia. Uh, it's the UCF Knights, uh, ranked 18 in the nation. They're travelling to Cincinnati to take on the Cincinnati Bearcats and UCF are favoured by four points. Yeah, and I mean, without a word of a lie, this is one that I've had circled in my calendar from day dot. Like, I know you're a listener of the show, and and hopefully most of you are out there. If if not, if this is your first time, welcome aboard. But Cincinnati were my team this year. I was I was really uh, big on them, and I knew that they had that Ohio State game. I didn't have huge expectations. I was hoping they'd put up a better performance than what they did. But this is the one that's super important for them. Because if they can win this, they can go on and win the American and potentially have themselves a respectable bowl game. I mean, Ohio State, to me, are the best team at the moment. So it's yeah, not a bad not alone loss in, no, getting blown out by them. So uh, both, both coming off easy wins. Um, now, 
he might be testing my knowledge a bit here, but are we talking about a bit of a high-flying offense versus a more of a kind of balanced, defensive-orientated team? Yeah, no, you're spot on there. That's uh, that's well picked up. I don't know if that's your knowledge, intimate knowledge of either of these teams or just looking at the stats on how things go. But yes, uh, UCF are a phenomenal team. They had that disappointing outing with Pittsburgh, but offensively they can score and, and they run as well as anyone else uh, and have been awesome for a long time. I mean, they're on something like a 17-game conference win streak or 20. It, it might right. even be longer than that. Okay. Uh, and that's on the line here because they're on the road at yeah. Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's looking like a three-horse race in the American with UCF, Cincinnati, and Memphis. Okay. Uh, and I'm confident that Cincinnati's defense that will be able to stand up and, and make this a really good one. So I'm looking forward to spending my Saturday morning watching this one. Likewise. Yeah, awesome. um, now that's kind of the only game of note that we've got on Saturday. So let's move on to Sunday. I guess you call it morning, one thirty a.m. our time. You getting up? Oh, Are you staying up? What so do you do? At what point does do you, daylight savings kick in? Because that's this weekend, right? Um, Is it before that or after that? Or I, I thought it was two a.m. I don't know. It always gets me. Yeah. Well, I'm, I remember there was a time where a pub, and then you. You really, you're like, hang on. Correct. I remember being out. You used to be at the club and then like time would change a little bit. So this is the bad one where you lose the hour. Right. But no, I I go to bed. I I try and go to bed early, get up and watch from there if I'm doing that. Not sure I will get up for any of these 1.30 slots this weekend. It's looking like five o'clock's my jam, but where are we going first for 1.30? Uh, We've got... Um, Utah State traveling down to Baton Rouge to take on LSU. Uh, LSU ranked fifth in the nation. Um, taking on Joe Burrow, uh, having himself an absolute year. He's uh, completing 80% of his passes. He's already thrown for 1,500 yards, 17 touchdowns, and that's only in four games. So, yeah, um, man. I, I, I recall LSU being a bit struggling on offense and more of a defensive team, and they're just putting up huge numbers this year you are spot on so joe burrow is absolutely in the thick of the heisman race at the moment and they are being very un lsu like yeah in how awesome they are on offense and probably disappointing on defense sure which is kind of one of those things where i take that with as with a grain of salt and it's part of the knock on the entire big 12 where your defense is shit it's you play. You have a lot of plays. When you're scoring yeah, a lot, yeah. your defense is exposed a lot, so your numbers don't look as good because you're not having these stale drives on offense that might take up a bit of time but not really go anywhere. You, you're up tempo. You're moving the ball. You're scoring a lot, and then your defense is on a lot because they're exposed more often than not. They have to give up more yards, and occasionally they're going to get scored on more often. Yeah. So. Well, the other team is trying to score quickly as well, so it's, exactly. it's just a byproduct. Exactly it? right. They're. they're probably a little bit riskier in what they're doing to, to try and keep up so with you on this one uh, I don't think this will be much of a game to be honest no, what, the line is 27 and a half points so yeah and that feels right I mean Utah State uh, are not a bad group of five pro- program but they're not in LSU's uh, no division uh, at all yep. so I'm backing in LSU to win this one comfortably yes I would have thought so I'm going to make that prediction as well <laughs> um, all right moving on Another game that's probably not going to be much of a game. Oklahoma, uh, number six in the nation, travel to Kansas. Uh, the line here is 32. Uh, bloodbath, yeah. Jalen Hurts, go crazy. Yeah, this certainly isn't my bold prediction this week that Kansas can do anything here. <laughs> I think uh, Oklahoma continue on their merry ways and get the job done. Yeah, for sure. Uh, another one, Kent State uh, traveling to Wisconsin. Uh, Wisconsin uh, in your South Pole. Um Beat Northwestern last week. Um, they're 4-0. and um, This could be another bloodbath. I've got Kent State. There's 130 FBS teams. They're ranked 130th against the run. Wisconsin love running the ball. It's just going to... Yeah, I mean, Wisconsin would be a top five team running the ball, surely. So that's a good pickup because that that could get nasty. What's the over-under on Jonathan Taylor yards on the game? Like yeah, 240 or something? Yeah, I didn't see, but he, he's going to have himself a day. If you can find a market for that, load up on him because he is going to go large. He's a weapon, Wisconsin, to, to romp that one. Yeah. Um, now, we'll skip ahead to uh, one of the better games of the week. We've got... Uh, it's a Big Ten matchup. Um, the number 14 team in the nation, Iowa, is traveling to Michigan to take on the number 19 team. 
the Wolverines, uh, three and a half point favourites. Yeah, I mean, this certainly has the hallmarks of a really good game. Uh, this is, if you were to get up at one thirty, this is the one that you get. Yep. Oh, Oklahoma State's playing at one thirty. That's just caught my attention. Looks like I am getting up early. Ah. <laughs> Uh, two TVs, two screens. Yeah, so yeah. It, it appears that I will now be watching this game and it's just come to my attention. You're all over your own team, aren't you? Yeah, well, I did been not realise that. That's disappointing. It has been. Uh, no, so I wasn't huge on this one, mainly for the fact that I watched the Michigan-Wisconsin game, got up early for that one, and was sourly disappointed sure. from Michigan. But this is a great opportunity for them to bounce back. I mean, they've really caught the shellacking in the media uh, on the back of that loss. Iowa are undefeated. They're a solid football team, well-coached, well-structured. They'll present a similar sort of style to Wisconsin. Yeah. Not as refined, not as dominant. Uh, this one's in Ann Arbor. I, I like Michigan to win this okay. one. That, that's my expectation. Um, you, said, uh, you said solid and well-coached. Oh, I've got here that they're... Um, they're tied in the nation for the fewest turnovers and only had one turnover so far and they're second in the nation for fewest penalties so that, that, that's a solid team right there they don't make any mistakes so I actually I actually think they're they're going to cover the spread and win in Michigan okay okay. yeah see I, I like that you bring stats that back up what I'm talking about here it makes me sound good you've got all the info this is great we haven't even that, we didn't even talk about that before though. no not, not at all so Aaron really needs to lift his game with this sort of stuff because he just Don't comes at me competitive. No, I will. You know he doesn't listen to it, so... Yeah, true. All right, um, moving on. Now, you were speaking about this. You just caught your attention. Uh, your boys, Oklahoma State Cowboys, uh, ranked 21, uh, are travelling to Texas to take on Texas Tech. I didn't write much for this because I figured you'd, you'd be able to talk for days. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm always happy to talk about my boys at Oklahoma State. I think they're well positioned to have a big one in this. So similar situation to what you were mentioning with the Kent State deal. I, I did look at this. Uh, Chubb Albert is leading all runners uh, at the moment with the, the most rushing yards. Texas Tech are something like 120th right uh on rush defense so he could be set for another really really large game he's gone three of his five games for over 200 yards so far they're gonna look to establish him early yep. and go hard I, I expect that to happen it may mean that they don't quite get out as much uh i'm not sure if alan bowman is playing i i, I read somewhere he was hurt that that would have a huge impact on things because he's a, a very very good footballer and and he gave Oklahoma State serious issues last year I think when they beat us uh, so I am confident that the Cowboys will win and and cover that ten point spread as well cover as well okay D down in Lubbock yep but I wouldn't be riding off the Red Raiders down there if Bowman is playing the Red Raiders very good uh, all right moving on to uh, the game of the week, not just on any day. Um, two ranked teams, uh, seventh ranked team, Auburn, take on Florida, the number 10 ranked team. Um, this is Florida's first time up against a ranked opponent this year, whereas Auburn have beaten Texas A&M and Oregon. So they're, they're battle-hardened. Uh, how do you see this one going? So what time was this one slotted in here? 6 a.m. 6am, yeah, that, and, that, and that was what I was originally planning to get up for. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, this this is going to be a good game. That said, I expect Auburn to show that they are a much better football team. Uh, I have them going in here and winning this one comfortably. I am not huge on Florida from what I've seen. Yeah. Uh, obviously, we dialed into that Miami game. Since then, they haven't lost, but they haven't been no. super impressive. They obviously lost Felipe Franks to injury, so they're down they're to a backup. Kyle Trask. Yeah. Uh, and he's been serviceable, but this Auburn defense is something else. Yeah. Uh, he, he hasn't come up against that. Their young offensive line have not come up against that. Uh, he could be in for a rough day. I know it's at the Swamp, and, and that's the only thing that yeah. might, might keep this close. But for mine, I'm confident in Auburn's ability to win this one and win it quite well. Yeah, I kind of agree with you there. Um, you mentioned the uh, the lines. It's kind of Florida's strength is the D-line and Auburn's one of their strengths is their O-line as well. So it is kind of strength versus strength. So it'll be an interesting matchup. But yeah, I, I tend to agree with you there. Um, moving on, I mean, this one we can pretty much gloss over. I only brought this up for betting purposes because noted uh, Bowling Green... Um, 
I don't even know how that's a name of a... Anyway, moving <laughs> on. Uh, take on uh, the number nine team, Notre Dame. Number nine. Nine? I, I believe they're number nine. Yeah, I said nine. I think you said 19. I'm pretty sure I said nine. I meant to anyway. We can we'll go to the tape. We we'll can go to the tape. Right. Um, and the spread is 45 and a half. So Notre Dame are favoured by 45 and a half. Now, Bowling Green, their last three games, they got beaten by Kent State by 42. Kent State. They got beaten by LA Tech. I didn't even know that was a college. By 28. And they got beaten by Kansas State by 52. Surely Notre Dame are going to win by like 100 then. No, Do teams not run up? I'm taking the under on that. <laughs> really? Yeah, absolutely. They don't, they don't like to embarrass but, the other team? or Well, a little bit that. A little bit they'll be able to get their backups in. They'll get some good minutes for their second string in like the second quarter potentially. I think we could run on this team. <laughs> we might be getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. All right. But All right. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a huge number. Anytime I see anything plus 30 points, I'm always wary of punting on that because... There's just so much variance that can happen there. I just couldn't believe that they lost to those other three teams I'd have never even heard of by that much. Yeah, well, and Kansas State were pretty inept. They got shut out by an Oklahoma State defense that uh, have not been super impressive. So I like where your head's at, mate. I'm steering clear on that. Sure. We'll move on from that one anyway. Um, Another game, uh, Texas uh, ranked... Uh, 11 in the nation, 3-1, and one, take on another 3-1 and one team in West Virginia. Uh, the line's only 10.5 here, so um, if Texas want any chance of uh, remaining in the conversation, they, they'd need to get this one done. Uh, upset alert. Upset Ooh, alert. Here we go. So He's for, waving the flag for, for the people that can't see that, everyone. For, for me, this is uh, a big danger game for Texas. West Virginia in Morgantown is a tough out. Strange things happen there. Uh, I don't think West Virginia is a very good football team this year. They are building, but I just have massive alarm bells here. If I had to pick an upset this week, this is the game that I would go after. Really? Yes, sir. I did not see that one coming. Um, Texas beat OK State. They beat your boys. Uh, they they lost to LSU just, and LSU have kind of franked that form. So Yeah, I mean, they're a good football team. Yeah. It's, it's just that I can see them overlooking this one. They've got the Red River rivalry on the horizon. They've had those two games that were quite difficult uh, yeah. that they've put a lot of time and energy into. Uh, yeah, it's, I'm just I'm concerned for them here. Okay. No worries. We'll keep an eye on that one. Um, that was also at 6 a.m. for those playing at home. Uh, moving on to a, a more normal time for... Some of us. Uh, 9.30 in the morning on Sunday. Uh, Georgia, number three in the nation, travelled to Knoxville to take on Tennessee, who are struggling. It's easy to say. Uh, 24 and a half points they're favoured by Georgia. Yeah, and I mean, this is another one that, you know, you could potentially say it's an upset option, maybe, because Tennessee are at home and they're a proud program, maybe. I don't know, but I'm, I'm not backing that in I mean that's a lot of points 24 points uh, but Tennessee have been absolutely disgusting so far Georgia are a very good football team even though they haven't cracked into the top of the South Pole I still think that they're a hell of a lot better than Tennessee and, and they'll win this one comfortably so how much does home field like in college more than pros or I think so because they're young kids traveling uh, absolutely it's, it's absolutely it's it's part that it is part the fanfare yeah like the the college crowd is a wild crowd I've yep. been to an NFL game so I can't really comment sure. on that but I've been to a lot of college so. football games yeah. and there's so much passion and pageantry and tradition yeah it plays into it and yeah. everyone loves it like at these big programs when you start talking Tennessee there's a hundred thousand seat stadium there yeah even though they're trash and they have been for a little while they'll still get a lot of people there and it will still be and it's probably 90 percent, yeah 90 percent home team yeah yeah absolutely so i think uh that does definitely play into it and you often do see these upsets in home in these home games when you've got big teams coming in here but this is not one of them for me no worries uh 10 a.m game uh we've got two ranked teams again um michigan state the 25th ranked team in the nation traveling to Number four, Ohio State. Uh, the line is 20 points, which is quite high for two ranked teams, but we're talking about an Ohio State team who is on an absolute roll. So, Yeah, you're right. Uh, that, that is a really big line for this one, especially given that Michigan State's defense is elite. Yeah. Like I have them as a top five unit in the nation. So if they're able to contain things, I think they're going to struggle to score. Yeah, that's the thing. Are they going to be able to keep up? 
But it, I can see them holding Ohio State to 21 points. Right. That means all they need to do is kick a field goal. Yeah. And get they'll get that. They'll get that cover. The issue <laughs> yeah. is, can they kick that field sure. goal? Like, so we're not talking upsets, but you'd, you'd like the you like the covering of the spread. Absolutely, sure. I like the spread. I mean, I'm really big on Ohio State. They're my yeah. number one team at the moment. I, I think they're awesome, but yeah. I also really, really rate Michigan State's defense. And yeah. I think this one could be a lot tighter than people expect. They did start to get it going a little bit last week on offense. I'm not quite sure who they were playing, but yeah, um, I saw that they the put work up some did, numbers. Yeah, and and he certainly has ability. I mean, yeah. he's, he's a big dude who can run the ball. He's not a great passer of the football uh, but he can be a handy college quarterback it's just that that's against that next level down yeah when you're playing against Ohio State you're almost playing a pro team like everyone on their side is fast and big and strong and is going to be bringing it so yeah. if you think you can run those dudes over good luck to you sure uh, and the late game on the slate uh, 1 p.m. start in Australia uh, we've got 15th Ranked team in the nation, Washington, who are four and one, taking on Stanford, who are two and three. Yeah, Stanford are going to get creamed in this one. Creamed. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I know they're back at home, but they're not very good. Uh, I I think my bold prediction at the start of the year for Stanford not making a bowl game is looking good. Well and truly alive at the very least. Uh, the fact that they were able to escape with a last-minute field goal against Oregon State kind of speaks to that fact. Yeah. When, when you're battling it out in those sorts of matchups against a cellar dweller like that, you know you're having a down year. Washington, on the other hand, are not. They're really good. They've got Jacob Eason, who we talk about. They've still got a really good defense. They've got one of my favorite head coaches in all of college football. They're going to be fine in this one. They'll win. Done. Any other games? Take your fancy? Uh, there are a couple that I might touch on. So California, uh, Oregon, uh, at Oregon. So that's two one-loss teams in the Pac-12 uh, are battling it out. And this could have an impact on the overall champ in the Pac-12. Because if Cal are able to get up here, then that certainly stakes their claim to be that, that team that will be competing with Washington for if they are to, to stumble Um in their division. They've been a bit of a surprise packet, haven't they? Okay. They have, they have. They've got a stout defense. They they struggle a bit offensively. I think they will probably struggle in this game at Autzen Stadium against Oregon, but it's certainly one to watch out for uh, at that 10.30 time slot. Um, and then the other one that I did want to touch on was Penn State and Purdue, uh, another early one. So Penn State have looked really, really good so far. Purdue, not so much. I think Penn will probably keep things rolling with that, uh, especially with Rondale Moore out. But I thought that that was worth noting. No worries. Okay, mate. Well, that was good. I enjoyed that. That was fun. Uh, there's there's a lot of lot of stuff. I'm not overly stoked about the fact that I've now realised I need to get up at one thirty <laughs> on yeah. Sunday morning. Yeah. But that said, we've got a public holiday here in South oh, yeah. Australia. Of course. So that gives me that extra day to recover yeah. and get back in some sort of thing. Some of well, us I'll probably, day off. Yeah. Now that we have that, I'll probably get up and watch the, the, the NFL on the Monday. Yeah, that's true. But hey, it's let's just blow my sleep schedule to shit and see how that works out for the coming week. You can watch Trubisky throw some... Balls into no, the he's done. Uh, dislocated shoulder, torn labrum. We've got Chase Daniel now. That's that's, bro, that's an upgrade, I think. <laughs> it is sad that I'm reading articles <laughs> where they are saying that's the case. So, <laughs> not good. Uh, all right, championship draft time. Let's do it. Uh, Kempi has entrusted you to make his selection this week. Sure. Um, and it is a good week for him. So things have really fallen his way. Uh, for those of you at home. Hawaii, we pick either a top 10 team if Hawaii score more than 40 points uh, or 10 to 25 if it's 21 to 40 and then outside the 25 if it's less than that. Yeah. Uh, this week, Hawaii absolutely creamed Nevada 54 to 3. Beautiful. Someone was stupid enough to bet against that. Fuck. Am I looking at him? Yeah, you are looking okay. at him. Uh <laughs> So Hawaii have done Aaron a massive favor here, and he has first choice of a top 10 team that is not yet selected. There are only four top 10 teams that do not have a home yet. All right. Who are you going for him? It's a shame I have to pick a top 10. I could have really stitched him up. I would have enjoyed that too. No, look, um, 
I think we'll have to take LSU. I think I'm 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 actually under strict instructions to take LSU. You know? Yeah, yeah. bigger than me, so I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna push it. That's fair. It, it, they do seem the logical choice. Uh, they're what ranked five at the moment. They've yep. looked really good offensively. Yep. We know that they have that defense. If they can uh, just tighten up that defense, then they could go a long way. They've so. got the talent yep. there. That single Terry or the the young cornerback is one of the best in the country. They got Grant Delpit, who is the best safety in the country. You know it's there. Joe Burrow's playing out of his skin. That's a great pickup for him. Uh, so that leaves me either Auburn, Notre Dame, or Florida. Uh, don't like Florida. Don't think they're all that much chop. Think Auburn will beat them this week. Yep. So between Auburn, Notre Dame, Auburn still have their uh, their destiny in their hands. Yep. Uh, I believe Notre Dame, after losing to Georgia, now need things to really go their sure. way. Yeah. They need Georgia to run the table and be really good. And yeah, I heard you it. say that on um, yeah the other the episode the other day. I, I listened to Danny Cannell the other day, and he thought he went the other way. He thought that Notre Dame are a chance if Georgia, who still have Auburn and a few tough games to come, lose games, they'll drop out. Notre Dame might go in, but then. I guess your theory is that that loss looks worse. Then, exactly it? right. Yeah. How, how can you argue that fact? Because you played against them and they lost. So Well, I guess he's saying that it, their only one loss was to Georgia and all the rest of their games are good. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's, the, that's the beauty of the whole, this whole system is a lot of debate, isn't it? Correct, correct. And I think, uh, yeah, Notre Dame, I don't like that they have that. Auburn very much have opportunity. It's all ahead of them and they've been very good from what I've seen on the field. So I'll grab them. Sure. So Aaron's got LSU, I've got Auburn. Let's move into our bold predictions now. So this is where I'm sure you've done your research, and I'm I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to hear what you've got. Uh, would yeah. you like to kick things off? Yeah, sure. Um, we will see how bold this is. Um, all right. Well, I, look, I don't know all the stats and all that, so I've just looked at the lines and I've done a little bit of research. But I'm going to take three games, and they're all going to be upsets, and they're all going to happen. So okay, that's okay. pretty bold. Yeah, th- three underdogs, absolutely. Actually, hang on. Two underdogs. So my first one is Auburn. I think Auburn are much better than Florida. They're going to go into Gainesville and they're going to win by more than two touchdowns, okay? More than two touchdowns. More than two touchdowns. So what's so the, the, the line's at three? Three. And so you're I'm, setting your own line at 14. Yeah. Okay. Easy. Yeah. I was going to go higher. So that, That's already pretty confident. bold. Oh, is it? Uh-huh. We'll leave it yeah. at that. No, We're no, a good start. No, I'm only here for one show, so I might as well just throw it all out here. Swing for um, the fences. Yeah. Uh, I disagreed with you. I thought I think Iowa, Iowa will go in and win outright at okay. Michigan. Okay. Michigan, not that good. Iowa, solid. Doesn't matter. It's on the road then because they're a solid team. And the other one is on the uh, the Saturday morning. I think Cincy at home will win outright against UCF as I well. I really like that one. You really like that one? I really like that one. All right. We'll multi all and three up. Yeah, certainly. We, we'll have a little look at that and yeah. we'll, we'll have a bit of a play. So. <laughs> That's uh, that's good there. I, I like those. I like two of the picks there. One I'm I'm not sold on, but I could certainly see it happening. So th- that'll be interesting, and it'll be super disappointing if you can nail a bold <laughs> prediction from your first one effort for at one. it. Yeah. Uh, whilst Kempy and I are just standing here, old now dicks, looking like fucking idiots. <laughs> well, if I do, I won't be coming back. I'll keep it at one for one. That's for sure. <laughs> just the old walk off. Yeah. Okay, so my bold prediction this week, uh, I have titled, I like to title mine, uh, on the board. They're okay. on the board. So how many undefeated teams do you think we have in all of uh, F- FBS football at the moment? So 130 teams. 130 teams. 20? 18. So it's a really oh. good guess. So there are 18 undefeated teams. How many do you think are without a win? It's only three. Really? We have three teams that do not have a win yet. Oh, no. So... My prediction, only two of those teams are playing this weekend. Yeah. And I'm predicting both of them to win. I was going to say, don't tell me that you, <laughs> they're playing each other and you're predicting one to win. No, no, no. no okay, I'm, both they're, to they're win. Both playing, they're both underdogs, yeah. but they're both going to chalk up their first victory. Who are they? So we have, uh, firstly, Rice playing UAB. So UAB won their conference last year. Pretty right. decent What's group that of stand for? Sorry. Uh, University of Alabama, Birmingham. Okay. So very similar to Bama down the road. Yeah. Maybe not quite as good. Uh, Rice are coming up against them. They're 10-point underdogs. Right, okay. Uh, but I'm going to back them in. Yep. I feel like they're, they're about due. Yeah. Well, yeah. They're, they're on the road, so it's, it's a bit of a tough one, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm backing them to get there. The other Trying one's come New, up with New Mexico joke. State. Uh, they're playing Liberty. So they're only five-point underdog there, but they 
are an underdog and yeah. they have been pretty bad. Well, this week, won. I see them turning around, getting it on and uh, getting me a win. So those are my two there. I know Aaron probably wouldn't be happy with two underdogs picked as a bold prediction, but these guys have had... Well, ten, they haven't won a game. Exactly right. <laughs> I think something like 10 attempts between them yeah. with, with zero effort. So yeah. this is the week they both come good. It's appropriate that um, Aaron's in Japan and you've picked a rice. So. <laughs> good, mate. This just comes to you, doesn't it? Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. <laughs> Here comes the money, baby. So finally, I've got you back on deck with me. This is the key to my success, I feel. Yep. Uh, we've had some disappointing results of late. I'm down about 10 units uh, on the whole, but all I am is one good week away from making that all back. And I'll be honest, I've missed a couple of the weeks. I think I'm only down a couple. So, Well, that's great news for you. <laughs> uh, or for those users who are thrifty enough at home and clever enough to do what I continually advise, bet against me every week, you're up 10 years. Probably making good money. So <laughs> it's a bit harder with the whole multi thing uh, because yeah, I think sure. we always lose on that. Yeah. But I am feeling good this week. I'm, I'm glad to have your support. Uh, I think that's important. I'm going back to similar recipe that we've been using. So three games, picking three games, and then I'm going to multi all three of them together. So three units yep. on each of the games and then one unit on the multi there. So my first one uh, is kind of... Flies in the face of your prediction for the bold prediction, Uh-oh. Uh, UCF. So, you know I like Cincinnati. I was going to say, it's a, your team. I've got a soft spot for Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, and betting against my my the, the show's team, Hawaii, last week, obviously didn't treat me no. very well. But I'm going to bet against them this week. Uh, I'm taking UCF minus four. Main reason being that UCF are a very good football team. And Cincinnati, whilst I think they're very good probably aren't at that same level sure. uh, and four points doesn't seem like a, a, a fair line to me i would have expected it to be more uh from a trend side of things ucf uh, eight and three against the spread in their last 11 conference games that they own that conference and, and they win really well there uh and they're also five and one against the spread in their last six games following and against the spread loss so i think when they do play one a bit tighter the line comes in a lot more yeah. than it probably should yeah uh, Cincinnati, on the other hand, uh, five and sixteen against the spread in their last twenty-one uh, against teams who have a better than five hundred average. Yep. So if it, if they're coming up against a decent team, they ain't performing so well. Okay. Uh, so they, they they do a right beating up on the little guys. Yeah. And I think the Ohio State game kind of shows that. Uh, they're also zero and four against uh, in their last four against in the last four home games against good teams as well. Um, I'm a bit flat. You've brought these all these stats out after I've made my bold prediction. Yeah, so, I mean, hopefully one of us gets yeah, out and, true, and then yeah. the rest come yeah. in on that. So, yeah, that, that's where I'm at with that one. Uh, so, three units, UCF minus four. Sure. Uh, next one, we're taking Boston College plus six uh, against Louisville. Okay. So, Louisville, uh, not a great football team. Uh Boston College are sneaky good uh, and often dif- disrespected. So Boston College are 13-3-1 against the spread in their last 17 conference games. How's that? 13-3-1? That's, that's, that's yeah. pretty significant, right? Yeah. Underappreciated. Louisville, on the other hand, 0-7 against the spread in their last seven conference games. So there's, there's a huge discrepancy there. At some point, that's got to balance out, right? Yeah. Not happening this week. No. Uh, Boston uh, also 8-0 against the spread in their last eight games in October. Okay. We were just there. We, we made it into October. So as, essentially last two years, they haven't lost a game against the spread in October. All right. I don't know. I, this yeah, all sounds I, good to me. I, these I like month that. ones, I don't, I don't know what the month's got to do with it. But anyway. <laughs> I, f- I feel like, well, it's the time of year, you know? Like it's, it's cold. No, it, they're in Louisville anyway. Yeah, but it, it's more around kind of coaching and where things settle in for me. So, sure. like, if you play well early on in the year, your coach does a good job of prepping you. Yeah. If you play well in the middle of the year, then you've got, I don't know, good conditioning or... I don't know. That, that's how I see it. All right, it. yeah. Let's just, not. just from my insight. Well, I got five and a half here on my betting app, so you can have five and a half if you want. Uh, I got six. I'm taking the plus, so... Oh, sorry. I'll, <laughs> I'll have six. I'm all um, over this. Last one uh, is the other side of your uh, 
what was it? Bold prediction. Auburn. So I'm taking the minus three. I agree with you. I think they yeah. win by more than two touchdowns. Yeah. I'll take three. Uh, some trend stats to give you a bit of confidence in yeah. in what you're saying. The Tigers are 4-0 and against their spread in the last four games after a win. So that's great. Uh, Florida, on the other hand, 2-6 and six against their spread in their last eight home games against a team with a winning record. They're also 1-4 and four against the spread in their last five conference games. They're overrated. So Auburn are going to go in and get this one done against a backup quarterback and a team that has been so-so. Lock it in. Yeah, there I've it actually, is. I'm looking here. There's actually been some money for Florida plus three. So you're getting, you're getting a juicy price for Auburn minus three. Yeah, two bucks, yeah. Oh, okay. I might yeah. have to get in there and get this one on quickly. Yep. Well, there you have it, everyone. Uh, that really just flew by. That was quite enjoyable. Your thoughts, mate? Yeah. Stressful today. Studying, uh, but trying to pull trying to pull all the stuff together. Yeah, yeah. It but is, this is your life, so I know, right? It is difficult to, to try and fit this in with a job and a kid and all that other stuff. It, it's lucky it's enjoyable. Like I genuinely yeah. enjoy it, but no, it, it can sometimes be a bit of a, a grind to try and get all this information in because there's only so many hours in a day. But no one at home really cares that. They just nah. want to hear this stuff. As long as they're enjoying it. That's exactly right. They want to laugh at me losing money. Uh, <laughs> so thank you very much again for joining Aries, us. Mate. Uh, I'm sure Aaron really appreciates it as well. I did speak to him today and, and he was super grateful because it's still a chore for him as well. Like he's literally running around a different yeah. country no, looking after kids. Awful. And, but also supposed to be enjoying himself somewhat. Like Hard it, to. It doesn't sound yeah. great, but... You are traveling in Japan. You want to have a good time. Yep. You don't want to then have to get back and do a recording at you know midnight over there yep. whilst, whilst you're trying to pull here. So thank you for stepping in. Nice. Um, for everyone there, we are starting to get a bit more content out on Twitter, Instagram. Really appreciate you guys getting around it. Uh, the, the Aussie punters are really doing well this year. So let's continue to show them love and get around that. We are at CFB Down Under on both of those. Do tell your friends about the show. We're really trying to build things here. We're starting to get a really good following and it's always great to hear positive reviews, be it through one of those means, people I bump into on the podcast app, all of that sort of stuff. We do read it and we really appreciate it. So with all that said, uh, on behalf of Andy stepping in for Aaron, thank you very much. And myself, Will Mjorden, we will see you next time. See you guys.